want to talk about failure, the pathway to prosperity. A very unusual message. Um, but I'll preach it and I will teach it against all odds because it is part of the gospel. How have you been? Right. Um, what is failure for you? What is the meaning of failure? Would you lose this paper? You must find a notebook. Glory to God. Amen. Do you know when I correct you often, it means I love you. If I don't, I think you should, you should be smart to know that. I mean, you should be smart to know that when your leader mentions your name often in any way, good or bad, is enough. I think it's important. Because if you mention somebody's name is in a bad light, it means the person is registered with you. If you mention the person's name in good light, it means the person is still registered with you. A lot of things go up and down with the leader. You won't believe it, including your success. Now, today's service is going to be awesome because um, My spirit works. Sorry. Amen. So we're going to discuss a very important um, topic, failure, um, a very stronghold to prosperity. What do you think failure is for you? When you say you failed, what does it mean? With the new eyelashes. What does it mean? Yes, please. Okay. Yes, please. Fantastic. You couldn't get to your set target or you couldn't get to the mark, like you said. Oh, Rony. Hmm? Redirection. Feel like it's redirection. Yeah. Technically good. Yes. Eyelashes. Which you're not supposed to lose. Which you're not supposed to lose. Like your husband. <laughs> like your boyfriend. That means you are failed in boyfriendism. Okay. All right. But that is also true. Um, Vicky, what about you? Failure. Lack of success Lack of success in achieving or doing something. Would you believe that it is part of your success that the things you failed in positions you for prosperity? Glory be to God. Who's phone? You are charging the phone in the house of God. You pay for electric bills. All because you sing in the church. You are abusing church electricity. She will pay. What do you think? You know, a Christian for Omukola ringtones, your gospel. But then you're not just a Christian. 
Because coloring to you know how many times in a bubble, how many times in a bubble you want to preach in a manesi. You're small. Amen. Glory be to God. Don't mind me. I'm just worrying. Okay, so failure is very, very important. And um, I'm not saying be deliberate to fail, but when you fail, you should know that you're about to even bounce back big time. All right, so how do we do that? Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 18. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 18. Where is Ecclesiastes? Is everybody in Ecclesiastes? That's a new phone. You're getting more money. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me stop worrying and concentrate. Are we together? 118. Let's read it together. For in much wisdom, is much grief, and he that increases knowledge increases. So it means prosperity has a connection with challenges, and they cannot be separated. It means that growth is connected with sorrows. You see, sometimes we over spiritualize to the point that. Why would you make advancement? Look, let's say, imagine you are a military person, or let's, no military person, let's say you are in the olden days like David and the rest, you have a sword and you are fighting. And there are thousands of people you are fighting. And somebody is about to sling you with the sword. You are fought, you are tired, you are lying down on the floor. You are crying because you are about to die. That type of crying is not crying from the devil. It's crying because you are advancing and it's not easy for you. Some people, when they cry, they cry because the world is coming to an end for them. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you making deliberate steps to be successful. You making deliberate steps to be spiritual and it is not easy. For instance, you pray and then in the midst of the prayer, you are in tears because of some challenges and experiences and the past you've gone through and you just remember and you are crying. It's not wrong. Or you are doing a business. You didn't do your due diligence and somebody took the money away. It's not the type of place where you will say that God abandoned me. Look at what I'm saying you. It is not that place for you to say God abandoned me. Somebody has taken my money away. It is the place for you to cry and to learn due diligence. That in any business and in anything I am doing, I will make sure I verify before I do it again. So some people cry, they blame God but you could see the problem they were facing never changed them. 
There is a quote which I'm going, I'm going to take you through. That's what I'm saying that you're going to enjoy today. And you'll be blessed you are here today. So it is very important for you to, to look into the eyes of every challenge that is in front of you and tell you that you, Goliath, I will defeat you. David did not kill Goliath in one day or in one throwing of the stone. In fact, when he saw Goliath and Goliath was accusing him left and right and destroying and insulting the people of God, it took some processes. First, he was feeding his brothers. And then second, he moved to the point where he told his brothers that he wants to fight to the point that he was able to pass or to navigate his way to meet the king, to tell the king, I'll kill Goliath. For the king to give him Amos, which he couldn't wear, and to he said that, no, no, he will not do it. He wants to face Goliath. And then he went to face Goliath. When he saw Goliath, Goliath was like, hey, why are you people laughing at me to bring this small boy in front of me? And he, then David was also math math. Some of you have math math. You just math math. You you are math math. You, do you understand math math? When you got the phone, then I realized you can talk. You can talk, Ankasa. And it's like on your status, you are teasing people. You like cartoons and jargons, and you could see she's happy in her world. Then God took her phone away. You know, God will bring her back so that she can continue learning. Just one breakthrough. She was gone. Well, that does not mean I pray for your phone to be lost, especially <laughs> when he was. Glory be to God. That's just a funny comment. But what I want to tell you is that I am not declaring that something bad should happen to you. But I'm telling you that as a Christian, you should know that all things work together for your good, including every form of challenge, disappointment, or failure that you face. And if you don't see it in that way, that problem will lock you in that corner. You will be broken, you will be bitter, and you will never move to the place of prosperity. And you shouldn't allow the devil to do that to you. Great days are ahead of you. So, look at this scripture very well. He says that for in much wisdom is much grief. In much wisdom is much grief. And in much knowledge is much what? Sorrow. So the more you gather wisdom, the more you are wiser man, the more you will be challenged. What is grief? When you say somebody is grieving, what does it mean? What does it mean to grieve? Really? It's a type of crying. What is grieving? Huh? Intensive sorrow. So the Bible is saying you are wise, but that wisdom you have received from me has an association of intense sorrow and pain. And he said, if you also gather more knowledge, you are ready to what? What is the word he used in the King James? What did he say? You will have sorrow at his tears. Glory be to God. 
Sometimes you are smart, you know that where somebody is even walking to, it's not going to help the person. You have the knowledge that what the person is doing is not going to help the person. You have the knowledge. Of, you can see somebody where the person is going, it's not going to help the person. The person cannot see. You yourself, you are crying for the person. You are crying for the person because the person doesn't know. And you are crying. You wish you could help the person, but you can't help the person. <laughs> All right, let's continue. The first principle I'm going to teach you concerning failure is that you must avoid the path of massive failure. You must avoid, let's write, you must avoid massive failure. You must avoid it. There are areas of your life that you're going to fail in that life. It's not a promise. It's not a declaration. But if you come to that place, you must make sure that in treating that sickness or treating or dealing with that diagnosis of challenge or problem, you will not make it more bigger. I will discover a problem in the things I do. But in discovering that problem, I should make sure it is not amplified. People who have challenge in a certain area or issue and you don't put a stop or reduce it and rather multiply that thing tends to destroy them and does no more give them chance to overcome it so think about your life think about it right now what is it in your life that had been a problem and you have entertained that problem to be so big. Now it is no more a problem. It has moved to the point to destroy you. So it is not the thing that you failed. That is really going to destroy you. It is how you manage what you failed. That will rather destroy you. how you failed rather deter you from prospering so be smart reduce the damage if you are intoxicated in sin reduce the damage before it all combines and come after you Every day you drink a bottle of alcohol. Every day you sip it and say, Jesus is Lord. 
You are choking. The alcohol is lord over you. The alcohol has grown to such a point that now it is not only becoming a habit, it has started destroying your livers and your intestines. And that is that is destruction. That is not failure. Failure with the definition for which the pastor gave us was you missed your target. So let's say you set your target that in every week you drink a bottle. Is there someone here who drinks actually? Because this example looks familiar with some people. Am I prophesying? You drink. <laughs> Please give me glory be to God. You let's mind, let's not identify anybody. Let's continue. But you see, I've not mentioned maybe your ailment. Maybe you like tall guys. <laughs> you like tall guys, dark ones. They move you to your core. You even pretend before everyone that you don't like them. But you like <laughs> glory be to God so you need to deliberately identify please listen to me and give me attention it's very important for your life oh. you need to deliberately identify which thing in your life is is outgrowing too much that you can't handle and put a stop to it put some control measures on it before it disgraces or destroys you think about it like i was watching a youtube video and um a girl was being introduced she was being introduced in the church he and the guy were standing in front of the church he was being introduced and suddenly a guy from the crowd came out and stretched his hands on the girl. I will not let this marriage come on. And somebody was there in the church recording. I will not let this marriage come on. I will not let this marriage come on. He was shouting it. So the pastor called him that they should allow him to come. He was very angry. The ushers were trying to control him. The ushers were trying to control him. He said, no. The pastor asked the lady in front, do you know this guy? The girl said, yes. The pastor also asked the boy, do you know this lady? She said, yes. Meanwhile, the guy who's coming to marry the girl is also standing there quietly. Then the man said, why are you doing all this? He said, I have been taking care of her for the past six years you have been dating and sleeping with two guys at the same time you could not take a decision on the first year then the grace that were given to you you could not take a decision on the second year you have waited for six years on the seventh year you are marrying the other one 
father said they will boycott it. And they boycotted. And the guy in the video left the auditorium and went away. And the girl was running to follow him. So I took care of her. He was mentioning it. Some success and some breakthrough are not success and breakthrough. They are meant for your distraction. And if you don't take care, it will steal your time away. I'm repeating myself. Some success are not success. They are meant to destroy you. And if you don't take a radical step, it will outgrow its bounds and it will destroy you. Blessed are those who God will open their eyes to know that, hey, if I don't check this thing, it will outgrow its bounds and one day it will be a mark on me. I mean, can you imagine they have introduced here in the church? So come and stand here. You are showing you and your husband to be. And one of the people in the congregation comes out and says that she was with me just yesterday night. What do you think I would do? You know me. What do you think I would do? I will tell the man who is standing there, go away. Hey, come and marry her. I'll fire you people. I'll give it to you guys big time. Some of you, I don't know whether you are laughing or you are laughing small, small. <laughs> but I pray some of these things. So check it. Check it. You talk about people. Every day you talk about them. Nobody worries you. Every day you gossip about them. Nobody worries you. One of these days you gossip and your cup will be full. And the only option for you is for you to be in prison. What would you do? You frame people. What people have not done, you say they have done. One of these days. In your business, one of the people stole money because of your negligence. Why would you allow that same thing to happen again? You should not let that door. Immediately you see that door, that this door is a door they can use. You close it. I'm considering a very high, strong, upcoming topic. And it's called Intelligent Decisions Systems. Are you heard of it? Ideas. Intelligent decision systems. In 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 consonance with project management. And by an action can give you a clue about your business for the future or what will happen to you tomorrow. So think about it. Don't come and say God has failed you. Because grace was there. That's why the first mistake and the wrong you did in the past, you have not been punished yet. Why don't you see it that then let me put a stop to this before it destroys me. Before you get yourself into problems. Are we good? You are not responding a big yes. Why? My message is not your expected message. It's always happening. They say my <laughs> glory be to God.
have about 13 people joining us on Podbean. So people are listening to the word of God. So take it. Now, let's look at the next point. You must intend to fix your failure. Why? Because it is not distraction. You must intend on fixing your failure. You did not do well in that relationship. It didn't work. Why is it that it didn't work? Do you know why it didn't work? Or you are assuming why it didn't work? Two different approach. I know this is the reason why it didn't work. I can imagine this is why it didn't work. That is not practical enough. Fix your failure. When people do things to you, you are so hurt and you are so bored and you are so pissed off that you don't want to see them at all. You have put on a defense mechanism all over you that you don't want to open up to anybody. Even when God is bringing you a friend, you rejected a friend. You are so shut down. And you can see that it is no good to be like that. When you open your Bible, can't you see love in it? How can you prosper alone? You prosper by the good relationship you build. Even now, you cannot relate well with the people on the same level with you. What if God makes you prosperous and they come under you? Would you, when you have received more power, power of money, power of wisdom, you, you, if you don't take it, you will not even respect people at all. If you can't respect people now, you cannot respect them when you are well to do. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. What is worrying you? You don't like prayer. You don't like prayer in this wicked world. You use church meeting prayers as your prayer. You must make room for your own personal prayer after the main prayer. Whether on Podbean, whether in the church, anywhere. You must make time for your own prayer. To pray. Fix the problem. If that person is not making you serve God, why entertain the person? Glory be to God. Jesus is Lord. I said Jesus is Lord. And if Jesus is Lord, Jesus fixed the problem of this world by dying on the cross. You must fix the poverty struggles in your family. The lack in your family Fix it. Be bored about it. Accept that we don't have. But I am going by God's grace. By the time I am done, by the time I am finished, we will have. Don't say I will have. Say we. Because it takes two to tango. It takes more than you to, to bring whatever you are believing God for. I get what I'm talking about. Yeah. Look. Whether you like it or not, God does not bend his word for anybody. Anybody. Whoever the person is. 
God is not afraid of their presence. Neither his work. So sit in that corner there and be messing up and thinking that you are done. Instead for you to sit up and say that I didn't do well about this thing. I made a mistake about it. And because I've made a mistake, I have made my mind to solve it. And solve it. If you have to apologize, apologize. If you have to go back to your boss, you stole a lot of money from, go back and say, you know something, I stole a lot of money, but I'm determined to prosper without stealing anybody's money. I have just come to connect the relationship back. Here am I. When you decide to fix problems, the first thing that will happen to you is that my third point, you will learn how to recognize errors. When you decide that you are a problem fixer, when the anointing of the problem fixer come upon you, you deliberately decide that you will fix, in fact, you will discover errors. When you see situation, you can see, mm, this lateness of my life in coming to church, one of these days, an angel of God will be here and I will not be here. You remember the danger of lateness in church. The lateness of coming to spiritual meetings, whether online or not online. Five virgins were not wiser, even though they were wise. And even though they were virgins, they moved, they took a decision to come, but they refused to fix a problem. Their eyes could not identify that they lack more oil. If your eyes do not diagnose yourself, and the problem with you, you will say problem is with people. That is self-righteousness. Self-righteousness people are people who try to do things to please God. But people who are not self-righteous, but righteous, what they do is that they are saying, Oh God, you have now become my strength. Oh Jesus, you have now become my strength. And I live every day to please you because you love me. I am stopping that particular sin because of the way you love me. Not because I want to let you know you love me. Because you can't. When you look at someone who loves you unconditionally, like Jesus, he forgives you whatever you do. He forgives you whatever you do. You are sad in your spirit. You won't go and do it again. Because this person, even when you make a mistake, does not reject you. But self-righteous people, what they do and what they make as a mistake is that they think that there are many righteousness or the things they do will determine their place in heaven. They do not rely on the finished work of the cross. But if you look at the way Jesus loves you and he's saying, stay away from this. You keep going on to that thing. He says, stay away from this. And every time you open his hands, that love must compel you to stop. That love must compel you to Glory be to God. 
Glory be to God. It helps you recognize errors. So can you, as you sit here, you have your sheet of paper with you, they are taking notes. Can you note down some of your own errors from your business, from the way you relate with people? How can you meet people for a short period and you take them straight to your bedroom? Why? 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 And do you know the error here? The error here is not you taking to your bedroom. The error here is you don't have control over your unnecessary excitement. That will make you pay a huge price. It's good to take people you love around where you want to be. But wouldn't you think it's wiser that it should take time for the people who just came into your life? Don't you think there is an error in your life? Well, unfortunately, or fortunately, or unfortunately, I think unfortunately, we don't have a lot of you who are heavy, as in your weight. Yours is powerful. You think that we have you unnecessarily slim. You are pointing fingers at someone to find some meat on your skin. <laughs> you have made me discover my error. <laughs> And you never you to laugh. It's like you're not laughing at the issue, but you're laughing. Laugh. Glory be to God. Because when yours come, you will laugh. Are you understand what I'm saying? At least you should know that you are overweight. We are not saying you should not enjoy. But if you are overweight, it means you are punishing your heart. Then you come back to church and say, we should pray for your heart. You understand what I'm saying? At least if you are slim, you can do some exercise to gain some, some mass in there somewhere. Then when they are looking at someone with a mass concentration somewhere, you say they like Oboshi people. It's not your fault. Then generate something somewhere. At least, even on your own fashionable life, discover some. You see, you can't dress anyhow. And it's, look, somebody dressed very well. Everybody's looking at the person. It has nothing to do with whether the person has money or not. It has all to do with how the person manages the person's clothes. If you see some ladies after service where they throw their clothes, they they throw their or one one will put what they know. You can see they don't even respect their own clothes. You see, so it has nothing to do with the. The, the final picture we see, it has all to do with what goes on behind the brain, the heart, and the character, which is the place for prosperity. You see? So you have to be able to fix it. You have to be able, if you're a leader, you have to get to a place, you have to see the problem with the place. You have to be able to see the problem with the place. And you have to solve the problem. Because solving problems makes you influential. It makes people listen to you when you solve problems. If you are not a problem solver, your boss will not listen to you. When you talk, he will say, that is the useless person talking again. Glory be to God. 
I see you prospering in your workplace. I see you discovering errors and solving problems. I see you not becoming judgmental, but bringing solution to people, bringing solution to your work, bringing solution to your career, bringing solution to your ministry. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So, when you become a fixer of your failure, you recognize errors. And where do you recognize errors? Do you recognize errors? Let's be rhetorical now. Open your ears and your eyes and listen to me now. Are you discovering errors by actions or by thinking? Which one would you think you should discover first? Let's say yes, you please. You're thinking. Fantastic. You should discover errors from thinking, not from the action. In fact, if you try to discover people's problems by their action, you will be judgmental on them. But when you look at behind the curtains, what goes on in their heart and mind, you will not be surprised. You will not be taken by surprise. See this person. He's not loyal to the work of God. He's not faithful and committed. It's how the person thinks. It's what is in the person's heart. It is the person's value system. It is the person's value system. You see, what you value is what you discuss and engage. What you think about and what you talk. The things you don't value, you don't engage them. What do you think? Still, the issue is affecting you so small. Slim things is not affecting you. Glory be to God. So you must look at it carefully. Glory be to God. He's laughing at you more. Glory be to God. Your boyfriend. So it is important as a child of God for you to position yourself effectively. To watch your thinking. So this is where I want to ask you a question. What do you think about? What is inside your heart? That is where the errors are. So before you manifest it by actions, use the word of God like a saucepan and sift it out. See that this one is chaff. Let me throw. Somebody does something. You are hurt. You are angry. You are pissed off. You are thinking about what you do to the person, what you say to the person. Sadly, the word of God comes to you and says, My peace I live with you, not as the world giveth, but as I give it. Look to me, the altar and the finisher of your faith. You look at that and you drop it. Not the pretentious dropping whereby you see the person you remember, but the real dropping. You drop it totally. So don't let us deceive ourselves. The basis of serving God faithfully has always been in our heart and in our mind. Not the real action. Look at Jesus very well. Every time somebody did something, somebody came and said, ah, Jesus, this guy, the problem that happened to him, is it his father's sin or his mother's sin? What did Jesus say? He says, none of them. But so that the glory of God 
will manifest. This tells you people have problems for God's glory to manifest. You may face a failure. You may face something that makes you sad, disappointed and broken, but it can be the platform by the will of God, by the power of God to change your destiny for the rest of your life. It can introduce you to the best people in the world. It can make you know I can't trust everybody. It can make you know how to live in a hostile environment when you go to a new place, how you survive there. But that does not mean inside that wisdom you discovered, there should be, the basis should be evil motive. You see, you see the trick? I have discovered that this pain, let's, let's give an example. A guy broke your heart. You are sad, you are bored, you are bitter, you have mixed feelings. You could easily say, all men are like that. And you can easily say that, no, this person was not supposed to be in my life. I thank God I'm not going to regret tomorrow. Better days are ahead of me. I have better opportunity even to prepare myself. Even if you are self-responsibility and you are an error discoverer, it may be possible some of your actions have led to that decision. And straight away, it should be your guide that in my next one, in my next relationship, I'll be more better because I have prepared myself. I understand myself because the failure has made me know who I am. Instead of rejecting it, instead of pretending, why don't you really look into your heart? You can come under the light and will not see your darkness. You can come under the cross and will not see your weakness. It cannot be possible. Church, we cannot pretend. You are deceiving yourself if you do. Glory be to God. <laughs> the place is too quiet. My message is not the message we are preparing for. Receive grace and may grace come upon you. Hallelujah. I said receive grace because your failure is going to channel you into prosperity. I prophesy that upon your life. 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 I prophesy that on your life. Now, let's get deeper. Immediately, you are able to think. Look at it all. All of you, give me your eye contact immediately you are able to identify the error and think and work here and work there the next thing that will automatically happen to you is that you begin to take responsibility you begin to say it is not their fault it's my fault because i want to make my life better you begin to look at yourself and say that no somebody is talking about opportunity or maybe your uncle is giving a speech in the family. His children are there who are well educated, who are doing well financially. You have no job. You are not doing well. Then in the midst of the family, your uncle says, I want to make a speech. What is the speech? I thank God. As for me and my children here, you are all educated. You remember the last time you asked this uncle for some money for school. He did not give to you. They say that I thank God and, and, and he has taken all my children through school and they have all good jobs. And today they are giving me this nice birthday. Your uncle is saying that. Then even to top it up, among all my siblings, which includes your mother, 
I was the smartest of them all. <laughs> then he invited a special pastor, prophet Reagan, to come and pray. Me too, I come, I lift up my voice. But you didn't invite me. He invited me. So I so lift up a prayer. I said, Father, thank you for Mr. Solomon Daniels for prospering him and his children and lifting him in this family and making him a Christian for the head and not the tail. As you stand there, you are broken. You could see how your mother tells you he struggles before this man even gives him her money for a small business she wants to do. And this man has enough his own brother. And you could choose two things at that particular moment. You could choose to be responsible for your own failure or you could blame that uncle. And see that it is him. You could choose. Or you could also choose and say that you know something. This man decided to sit up and make his side prosperous. Mommy, can we also make our side prosperous? Can we set a small business and start building our own prosperity? Because what you are doing, if you don't take care, you'll be envious of him. You'll be envious of that uncle. After all, is this money for you? He has the right to give you or not. Because that is his money. One of my first principles of prosperity, which I discovered, someone's money is not your money. Don't make a budget with it. You will be disappointed. gracious. me. The place is too quiet. You begin to take responsibility. How can a lady like you, you don't know how to cook? You don't know how to cook. YouTube is there. You use YouTube to watch only fashion shows and Nigerian movies and telenovela and every day you are running out of data. You won't even come to Podbean and listen to preaching message. You won't even come. We have over 200 messages there. We are now about 220. You won't think about it. Use your small brothers, take responsibility. And the small brothers who are in your house, use their stomach to do rehearsals on proper cooking. Before we marry you up and then the husband comes to our office and say, hey, you gave me a bad daughter. She doesn't know how to cook. What would I even say? Because at this particular moment, my wife has always been preaching. How would I be saying today we are going to do cooking in church? Everything you sought, even Mako, you sought. No, even having running to my crown, I was salty cook. There are some people they like salt, eh? Because they are tank. When they put the food, they want to feel the food on every side of them. Ah, My friend, if you don't take responsibility, who do you think will do it for you? 
Because the person who is prospering has taken responsibility that he or she does not like to be poor. Why would you? And the person is praying, the person is going to work, the person is working hard. And especially if you look at the pyramid. How many of you have seen the pyramid? Kindly give me your pen. Oh, this is fee. I can give you this one. Go and throw it away from me. Come. I'll show you. Throw it away from me. Now, if you look at a pyramid or a triangle, look at this triangle. Look at A, B, C. This is how the life of prosperity is. Immediately you begin to follow Jesus, your life of prosperity is turned like this way. You become here and you are growing. Why has God placed you here? So that you can absorb here. When you get here, you can absorb here. So God fix you down here. So that you can grow maturely. If you grow from here and you are able to hold this whole pyramid, you are stronger. If they turn it this way and you are able to hold, you see, even if they turn it this way from day one, you can't hold it this way. If they turn it this way, can you imagine a big triangle like this on, one, on your hand or on your head? It will be too much for you. So God makes you start from this way and builds you up. So you cannot come to church and see somebody who is in this middle and be envious of the person's shoe, the person's ability, the person's gift, the person's money. Nothing. Why? Because you are not supposed to. Because in the long run, you will also get here. You even, you even get to the end of this triangle. So you can't be envious of it. Why should I even be? Can't let the devil play games with your brain like that. Pendosha so take responsibility. When they have not swept the place and you are part of the leaders, say it is my fault. I've seen leaders, you ask them, ah, why is this work not done? It's not me. There was supposed somebody here. There's supposed to be needed here. You are not serious. If you bring it into business, your bosses will never like to work with you. Your bosses will never. I'm telling you, if you bring this to business, your bosses will never uh, work with you. All of you are three people who are supposed to work on an assignment. Two of them have left. They have gone home. They said they are tired. It is too late. So they lock the door. You are left in the office. You fix the work. You fix it. Your boss will take notice of you very soon. Because you are taking responsibility. You are taking responsibility. When people take responsibility, they say it is my fault. If I don't do something about it, nothing will change. They are not waiting for somebody to do it. Oh, as a pastor, I have always taken responsibility for my life. I have. I've not been waiting for anyone. Some even have. Can you imagine? Some of my children look at me and say that me, I'm diverted. Look at them. I say, your brain is a pauper brain. Come, let me put it on my stove. I will fry it and the pauper brain will become a better brain for you. of a dying cockroach. You see, when you follow a man who takes responsibility, you should be like him and nothing less of him because it is the secret of great men. 
Recently, I went back to go and watch one of my favorite movies called Pretty Woman. A movie around 1994-1992. A very fascinating movie about a prostitute. Actually, she was not a prostitute. It was her first day at work. She's going through struggles. She decides to do prostitution. And then this man who is a businessman who has been moving from one woman to another woman was just driving by. He saw this lady. Can you show me to this hotel? The way the lady is able to drive the car, the way the lady is able to engage her, he was excited. He asked the lady, how much? Your first day, she's taking 100 bucks. The guy was like, what? Just direction. You must sleep in with you. So yeah, the guy says, okay. He drops her. Then he comes back and says, I know, you know something. Can you stay with me for a night? No touching, nothing. But I'll make sure I pay you. How much are you going to say? Thousand for a night. Somebody goes, do those things, come back with less than $50. Somebody is coming back home, not touched, is having one, one, zero, zero, one hundred $100. She takes the responsibility that she doesn't know. She goes to the hotel manager, tells the hotel manager, I don't have dresses and I don't have enough money. The hotel manager calls someone. Even people cannot take responsibility that it is your fault. Even when the thing is your fault, they don't, they don't say, it is my fault, I accept it. Lies deny you from taking responsibility and to cover lies of people is also to assume responsibility i said lies make people irresponsible and to cover irresponsibilities of lies you assume responsibility because you see somebody say is this person for is this person for but the person who is responsible say let me get it done sweeps the place and the place is clean somebody comes oh the boss is ah the place looks nice who did it and a responsible person will also say this again we did it and the two of them start respecting her because they know that is a sign of a leader the intention is not to expose their weakness the intention is to not let anyone drag you down be wise be smart i've seen people lost in their senses even in the common sense, they are lost in it. The Bible is a light, a lamp unto our feet indeed. Glory be to God. The next thing is what happens again. Yes. Uh, yes. The next one. Daily failures leads to success. Immediately you become responsible, there will be more challenges coming. When you decide you'll be responsible, for instance, Bishop is supposed to be here by seven o'clock. He'll be preaching. He will be preaching on by seven. Three or four people are here. Instead for them to put the place in order, they were talking and they were discussing. This new guy who is going to marry one of them. And they are happy because all of them are bridemaids. They have met and they were jumping and um, celebrating. Then you look at your time. And when you look at your time, you realize immediately 
It is seven o'clock. Have five minutes to seven. You quickly get a broom. You sweep the place up. The rest will look at you in a certain way. Oh, he wants to please the bishop. He wants to please the man. You want the bishop to know that he's the only one who can sweep. We are all discussing about my marriage, and he's not going to join. He wants to please the man. That's why he's working hard for God. He wants to please the man. You. Richard, they have said a lot about you like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he makes me comfortable. When I shout at him, he still stay by me. You, when I shout at you, you give me gum gum face and you go backwards. Bye-bye, au revoir. That's why I don't work with you. When I feel I need to be in my corner and I go to my corner and I come back to him, he receive me. You, when I'm in your corner, hey, you are in your corner. Me too, you my, me too. I'm not in my corner. Why would you want to not come to my corner? That's why I don't come to, and I won't come. Home. Yeah. So immediately you resume responsibility. More challenges will be coming. More people will be fighting you while you are getting successful. More people will be quarreling with you. You'll be having even more complex situations than you have ever had. And those success in those fewer grounds will make you more successful. I give you tough time. You are able to pass that tough time. What can you not be? And what can you not do? I give you tough time. You fail. You can't match it. Wherever you are going, it's likely it will be a challenge again for you to overcome. And one thing I know, when God tests you and you fail, that test will be waiting for you for the rest of your life. Till the day you overcome, you will not move on. I pray for you. When more challenges come, you will not be tired. You will not be complaining. You will say, I will, how, I will hold on to my grounds. I will hold, look, I will hold on, look. In the work of God. Oh, I've met a lot of problems. Complex. Complex problems. Those who navigate constantly through the problems are the people that keeps on rising up. And they will keep on rising up. And I'm praying you are one of them. Yeah. Somebody hearing what I'm talking about? Yes. Exodus chapter 32 verse 19. The next point is my beautiful point. I'm too busy to fail. They say busy bodies have nowhere to go. It is a lie. It is a lie. Even the busy bodies get something entering their head. At least one small moko, moko, noko, noko, small crowd will enter into their small, small crowd will go how much more people who are busy with purpose? I'm too busy that my failure is scared of me. The mistake I made, I'm back again to visit it, to correct it. That even if I fail the hundred times, I'll be back again to work on it till I get it. I am too busy on the thing I failed that I will get better tomorrow. <laughs> Exodus chapter 32 verse 19. Exodus chapter 32. Exodus chapter 32. Oh my God, my God, my God. Ma duru sopenteri ataya. Jima duri ekotoni indakataya. 
Exodus chapter 32, verse 19. And it came to pass, as soon as he came nigh unto the camp, that he saw the calf and the dancing of Moses' anger was hot, and he cast the tables out of his hands and break them beneath the mount. Moses had fasted how many days? Moses had fasted how many days? Man, what part being Moses was fasting how many days? Forty days. And God Himself with the written tablets. Eh, you are Moses. You look more than Moses than everybody. Come. Moses, this is my mantle. Hold it. God gave this is Apostle Moses. God has given the Ten Commandments. God wrote it himself. He comes down, he sees them worshipping idols. Throw it here. Don't let him for it to fall like trouble. 40 days is over. All the 40 days fasting, the last day, God gives him the testament. He comes, the people are serving idols. Nakuma. Wajah 40 days. Wabompayesia. Sorry, that is Omumba. Sorry. Neya. Omugese omo yeno. Omumane yeso for papa. Mo. Omumane discover ways. Obesovu problem. Mo. Pastor, don't give up. And you know what happens? This time, he doesn't give up. He climbs the mountain, goes to the mountain. Climbs the mountain. He climbs to the mountain. This time, I am God. What I say, right. Thou shalt not steal, right. Thou shalt not commit adultery, right. It. God was like, hey, when you get down there, don't go and be angry. Write the next one down. <laughs> Do not worship any false idol or image. Honor your father and mother. Do not steal. It's okay. Ten commandments. Ten commandments is finished. Now, what is the lesson here? The lesson is that in the history of time, the commandment which was going to reign the whole world, for which lawyers, ethical people, were going to build all theology, all understanding, all knowing on, Moses this time was involved in that supernatural work. First time, God wrote it for him. The people disappointed him. He got angry. He crushed it. But this time, he himself is involved supernaturally, writing it down. You think failure can destroy you? Yes, it will limit you. But I tell you, because you are a child of God, God will even use the second time to do extra in your life. You will not believe it that God was the one turning your destiny around.
that those who left you will see you and bow their heads in shame. Whilst you hold love in your heart for them, they cannot look into your eyes. There are some people, they know now the wind has separated the move forever and ever. They cannot be a comeback again. They know it's gone. The ship is gone. But this same ship that is gone, God can give you a grace and bring that same ship back to you if you are ready to repent. If you are ready to say, Jesus, here am I. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, I repent. He will help you. Oh, he will help you. Everything you do, they forgive you. Everything you do, every time you are doing bad things, they forgive you. You are making their heart bigger and bigger to forgive. You are making them perfect Christians. You gossip about them, they don't talk. You say this about them, they don't say anything. All that you are doing against them, they don't say anything. You are making their lives better for the Lord. You are making more grace available for them because they have suffered for you. And because of that, grace will be available for them. So, I'm busy writing on the tablets because I am working with God, no man. When you go out there and they tell you you are a failure, telling them I'm busy inside writing rules for all of you to follow. <laughs> tell them, tell them. The next one. Failure like sources is deeply personal. When Joshua and Caleb went to spy the land, the Bible says there were 12 people. 10 of them says, we can't. He was standing in front of the people. Fee, once again, come. Fee, you will be the one to say, we can. You will be Joshua. Let me be the bad person. Say it, shout it. We can. Oh no, be confident. We can. Yeah, say we can. Just motivate them. We can, we can. Just motivate them. Yeah. We can. Yes, yes. Yes, we can do it. Yes, we can get there. Tell them we can finish the church building. We can finish the church building. Oh no. You can't finish the church building. Say it again, another one. We can't, we can do it. You can finish the church building. Oh no, you cannot finish the church building. You can't look, even if a dog jump over the wall that you are trying to build, all these walls will collapse. You've seen it in the Bible, Nehemiah. That was what Tobiah and Sambala told him. He said, even when a small animal jump over the wall, all the walls will fall. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Say something counter, but counter me to let me see whether you have complaints. We have God on our side. And God has promised us that this is the land that He's going to give to us. So once God has promised us, we can and we will have it. And me too. I'm telling you, the devil is on my side. Whatever I say, the devil is listening to. So it's not going to come to pass. Listen to me. The voice of, thank you, the voice of failure to take you backwards is more satanic than Godly. You going backwards is more dangerous than the problem you face that made you stop to think. 
Because the intention of the devil from day one is to take you backwards. Take you back to where you are. Take you back to where you are emotionally broken. That's where he wants to take you back. Makes you tell yourself you are not beautiful. You are not handsome. Ah, look at those things. Now, we've been here in the petite you won't even get. And now, i slim, and now would Joshua and Caleb, by the end of the story, the two of them out of the 12 said that they will pass. They were able to go to the promised land. There are mighty people in the land. There are trouble in the land. They thought when they get there, the land was lying down free. God was making people to occupy for them. So what are they supposed to do? They were not supposed to give up. Then you know there are some people. You should watch out for those people in your life. They are able to mobilize people around you to believe what they said is possible against God's word. They are able to call two or three people in the church, four people in the church and gather them and make them think in the same way. Be watchful of those people that are able to mobilize people. They don't mobilize people for solution. They mobilize people to stop people from making progress. Watch out for those people. Oh, they gather people for their self-righteousness. God will punish all of them. Don't join their terrain. I'm telling you. Joshua and Caleb. You see, they stood in front of the people. You see, I wish eh, they would call all the elders. And then the ten people could have said, Oh, elders, we can't do. But they were standing in front of people who were not spiritually matured. And they were shouting that, Hey! The promises God gave is fake. Oh, we are going to die. The people are told this, this. The people got scared. And the Bible said, they started telling Moses, why did you bring us here? You should take us back. Why should? And I told you, every time you want to go backwards, it is a sign that the devil has won. That is when you failed. You don't fail because a problem happened to you. You fail because a problem happened and you wanted to go backwards. And that backwards is what will bring your destruction. Because the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That is the power of God's word. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Joshua and Caleb said, No. We are able. We are able to defeat them. I'll be able to read my whole Bible in one year. I'm able to do it. You can do it, pastor. You can do it, sister. You can do it. You can read your whole Bible in one year. It is possible. You can do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we serve a mighty God. Oh, we serve a mighty God. Oh, we serve a mighty Jesus. Oh, we serve a mighty Jesus. He will do exceedingly and abundantly. Above all they can even imagine. He will do exceedingly above them all. Then God came. God said, you know something? 
Moses, move away. I want to kill these people. These are ungrateful people. That means that the problems that comes on your life, God uses the problem to assess whether you are grateful or ungrateful. Because a problem could easily bring out what is inside your heart truly about God. God says, let me kill all these people. Moses said, no. A great leader. He takes the responsibility on himself. He said, no, don't do that. If you do that, all the nations will start laughing at you. All the people who are around will say that you brought them from all this way, from Amosilastor to Sipi to Velas. Ha! No, God, don't do that to them. You forgive them. Oh, how many times I prayed for my children. Seeing the things that are coming upon them. I lift up my hands in the air. I say, oh God, oh God, show mercy and preserve them. And sometimes it's amazing how they come back to even fight you. It's amazing. You see, the devil has entered into them. Hmm. Can you imagine? God says he will destroy all of them. Then Moses said, why are you doing that? Why do you want to kill them? Why? Forgive them. God says that, you know something? I want to kill them and use the descendant of Joshua and Caleb to become the nation. Moses said, We have to watch out. We have to watch out in church. Some people can influence some people to misbehave. And the curse of God can come upon those people if there is no intercessor. And some of them may be ignorant. They don't know what they are doing. They are just under someone's influence. They are misbehaving. They don't know. of what the person has said what the person has said sometimes people can go and destroy people and say nasty things to them may you not be such a person you are a child of love you are a child of the light that is not your life don't walk in that darkness it have curses in front of it So Moses was able to convince God. God says, okay, no problem. You are here, you. But I also want to give you my word. That you have interceded. But what I'm going to do is that anyone from one year to 20 years, I will preserve. But the rest, I'll find a way to kill them myself. That is God's answer back to Moses when Moses interceded. Some of you must watch out. You must watch out. Some of you are playing with your covering. You must watch out. You must be very careful. Because sometimes even when your spiritual father intercedes for you, God intends to deal with you so that that canker will not cross to the next generation. That canker will not cross to the next generation. I pray for a special mercy of God for you to escape some of these things. And you know when we preach about some of these, somebody will be sitting somewhere and say, hey, it's Old Testament. It's not the New Testament. I wonder whether the New Testament makes the full Bible. Jesus is Lord. Is somebody here with me? Yes. Oh, yeah. 
Now, God tells Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. There has to be somebody who is ahead of you. Did Moses make mistakes when he was working with God? Yes. But God says, as I was with Moses, I will be with him. The same Moses, he said, he will not let him see the promised land. That same Moses, he was referring him to make Joshua understand he will be with him. Say, Joshua, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. Blessed are those of you who God says, as I was with Prophet Reagan, I will be with you. Blessed are those. And Joshua and Caleb took over. All their age friends were gone. They died before they got to the promised land. Sometimes we must understand that God's intention must really be our top priority. They make God's work their priority. Make God's work your priority. And you will escape some of these things. Joshua and Caleb made the work of God their priority. It's not different from the challenges we face. The next one. See failure as freedom. 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 See failure as freedom. <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 20. The last scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 20. Kaduma daliko tende shabaya. Oh my God. Pandadu sentelia. Zambele zozanta katali ande shataya. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 20. Let's look at it. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 20. Child of God, you are blessed. Those of you on the network, you are blessed forever. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse number 20. I have two more points and we bring our service to a close. Are you blessed? Right. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 20. What is there? Read it for yourself. There is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Have you seen it in your Bible? That does not give credence to wrongdoing. But it tells you that God gives consideration even when it comes to righteousness. So, you are saved by grace, not of works, least you boast of. So if you don't take care as a Christian, you can be operating by works. And it will make you proud and think you know. But it is by his mercy and his grace we are not consumed. Have you seen that scripture too? By his mercy and by his grace we are not consumed. 
It is his grace that is making you walk into perfectness. It is his love for you that you should look at to stop sinning. It is not any other thing. It is the love of the cross that should make you look at the cross and say, this man loves me. Jesus loves me unfringingly. And because he loves me unfringingly, I will also give my best. This scripture gives me a fair idea that you can fail. This scripture gives me a fair idea that you are not perfect. This scripture gives me an idea that you are not perfect, but you can walk into perfectness by the grace of God and by the mercy of God. It gives me an idea that by the mercy and by the grace of God, you can walk into perfectness. That's why when you fail, what do you have to do? You just start thinking. Oh, sorry, I walk quite with mommy who wants to be my own in it. What can you mommy want some son? Almost what any mommy. They said they also don't mommy. A bed in ancient. Nanny mommy is also tea. And I'll go for a bath for the bread. I feel with that. The temper co high. Mommy, I didn't know. I didn't know. No, I didn't know. Sorry, prayer camp. Everybody will be interfere with my wife. You move here. Your boy, you mommy, I'm not going to buy it. Everybody uncle. Uncle, on Yanko, Nanko, China, Jai, dear, we super now. We are yet. Oko, wari one question, Cremo. Umpermasem crammer, can a creno. You obey me, yummy. So when you see failure as freedom, you will know that now nobody is pursuing you, nobody is pushing you. You have the opportunity to do something better this time. The next one spend more time. On how you spend your day. I thank God I have people who are able to look. I think you should work with people with great minds. Like there are some people when you talk with them or when you listen to them, your brain, your mind, your spirit is ready and you are happy to move forward. Stay around that atmosphere. Don't stay around people who makes you feel they are working on you. Even marriage does not give you right to walk upon someone's daughter. You don't have that right. God didn't give you that right. To more treat her. No, no, no. You must spend your day by thinking it through. When you wake up in the morning, you must think about your prayer. You must think about where you are going. You must look at who you are going to meet. Think about who you are going to meet today. You look at your today. Who did you meet today? What was the plan? Did you pray about it? Did you leave Christ through your day and your thinking? Because I've already taught you, your thinking is the place where distraction happens. What happens physically is just a manifestation of what has been going through your thinking and your heart already. Jesus, out of the abundance of the heart, 
So the things that have been going on in your mind and in your heart is, is just showing us. But it started some days back. It started some minutes back. It started by, you see, the thing you manifest will always be the end result. But the beginning result started in your mind or in your heart. So I must check who I talk to. I must check who I behave as a friend. I must check who I, I associate with. And if I meet any kind of challenge, I should know the kind of people that will motivate me, encourage me to overpower that. And if you have one person like that, think through the day with that person. Go through the life with that person. This is the end of my message. Failure is part of prosperity. Unseparable. Because it brings the opportunities for you to shine. And for you to become a better person. Be excited about the challenges. I do not pray failure come to you. But I pray that every challenge which looks like failure. That comes in your life. You will overcome it. Overpower it. And overshadow it in the name of Jesus. And Jesus will be Lord. And Jesus will be Lord. And all of you will thrive. Every one of us will try. And remember the secret thing is operate in this dimension with love, not pain. Some situations may hurt you big time, but operate with love. Let love take over you. Let forgiveness come into your heart. You let them go. Our time will catch up with them. For you, set your heart on God. And you see God coming through for you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, be on your feet. It's time for us to share in offering. I want you to take a special offering. I want you to begin to pray right now. I think you should pray. I want you to begin to pray that, Lord, I come to you. I'm not afraid of failure again because I have an opportunity to have a freedomatic life. I have the opportunity to do better. I will be responsible. I will look at myself. Before you even talk about others first, judge yourself first. When you judge yourself, you position yourself for God to favor you even in the issue. I pray, begin to fire prayer. Lekotan de ketarandoshaya. Ramendo stapendo ketoria. Mazuka pendo kelu apiria. Mazoka taya. Madeliaba. Mayeba. Oh, sorry, I won't pay you, man. Won't pay bibi crying yet. Won't pay bibi and I would you would in San, I would you think of one yama. And also, super ben on one. Cadendo stepelia. Ah, have you lost every honor you have? You can make it. God will bless the work of thy hands. Rise up from that scratches. Rise up from that ashes rise up from that darkness and let your light appear for the glory of god is lifted upon you pray that god this is my season what is the challenge what is the challenge be looking for talent because solution people who make solution people who bring solution are the kings of the nations are the kings of the nations are the people that the lord is using are you solution oriented spiritually are you solution oriented physically then you are a candidate of prosperity somebody pray unto the lord in the mighty name of jesus we give you praise in jesus mighty name amen god bless you it's time for you to take your offering those of you online plus two three three five five four two two eight eight one eight god will bless you provoke god by an offering and challenge god over this message and trust me he will come through for you god bless you for joining us 
and we see you again. All right. Okay. Pastor Richard, can you take over? And let me be out of here. All right, thank you for joining us. You're excited. God bless you. We'll meet again tomorrow morning for our pod bean. It is going to be a powerful time in the morning. It's going to be an awesome time also as we continue this man topic on prosperity. We don't know what the Lord will present, but we know he'll give us a fresh cake and a fresh hot bread. The Bible said he's a living word and therefore he's a bread of life. I trust that the bread of life will supply us with all the needs and everything we are looking for. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being part. If today is the first time you're joining us, we want you to be part of the family. Kindly follow us. Um, in the morning, we have more active service and then we have my administrators available to supply you with details and information. We trust that we'll be able to meet you tomorrow morning at 5 o'clock GMT. We know that it will be a bit late for those of you in the Americas and the path of the world, but we will trust that the recorded message can, can help you bounce back. God bless you so much. I'm excited in having you and may God be with you. Bye from us, from our headquarters. In Jesus' mighty name. And before I go, we're going to have an awesome time with Apostle Jonathan in our church auditorium. We have a powerful, massive revival. It's going to be awesome. The place is going to be filled. Life choir will be there. It's going to be an awesome three days. I'll be ministering. He'll be ministering. It will be a clash of God's power manifesting life in your life. Your life will never be the same. Um, and I know that God is going to bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Tomorrow is also Wednesday and Wednesday to do a Wednesday deliverance service. And this last Saturday of this month, I'll be doing what I call the morning flow. It starts from 6 a.m. in the morning at the church auditorium. It's fully prophetic, loaded prophetically. I'll minister to you and I believe God will bless you. Until then, see you and bye-bye once again. Thank you for joining us. We love you. Bye.